Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley. A familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Forbes Factor, certainly my favorite hour of the week, and I've got a killer guest you're not going to want to miss. All right, just real quick, I want to check in because... You, some of you do hear this live. If not, it'll be recorded on all of the platforms from Sketcher, Pandora, Spotify, you name it. We are there. Amazon Music. We just got a huge award from them. Very, very exciting to be doing this podcast. If you're watching it visually, I'm a little bright. It's a little early in the morning here in Hawaii. Yes, I am here. And I do have a crazy story to tell uh, because the story, the theme of the story is simply listen to that gut instinct. I will promise you it will serve you well. I'm also going to promise you that most of you don't listen to it. I can count the the number of times that I don't listen to it. I just want to scream. The other day I had such an obvious thing to do. I didn't do it and it fell apart. Man, I'd listen. Well, maybe it's not always what you need to listen to, but on, oh, last week, I was shooting a TV show in California. It's my anniversary with Joshua. We were going to go to Utah to see a friend of mine, but he left the last minute <clears throat> postponed, and I totally honor that. But I was scrambling to make some plans. I said, let's go to Maui. And I think he would have been very guilty if I'd actually gone to Maui. Um, we had got our plans, and I was checking out hotels, called a dear friend of mine who has lived in Hawaii forever. And I was going to do Maui and Kauai. I'd never been to that island. And she lives there. And she said, no, 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 no. She said, don't worry, but don't do Maui. You've done it before. Just come here. I changed my plans the day before the fire started. I have no idea why. I mean, I know seriously that the airport there is called OGG. That's how much I was making those plans. And then the craziest thing was when I went to make my plans, the flight was even less expensive. And it was just so enticing. And the hotels were all lined up and it was just amazing. And then we got here. And like many of you, we heard the devastating news. And I do just want to take a moment because here's the the problem for us. Somebody said, oh, it happened so suddenly. Do you know that all things like that happen suddenly? That's why they're called disasters or tragedies or accidents. You don't plan for those things um, or can you or should you? Um, it's making me realize that we don't have fire escapes in, in our house. We don't really, we used to do fire drills when I was little because it was important to do that. I don't even think we do that in schools anymore. Um, and no words can say how devastating this particular incident is. But I will just say, send a prayer. Just take a moment, look around your day today and every day when you're listening to this and just take a moment, look up, be grateful for the things that you have, the people in your life, the health that you're cherishing and wherever you are in your life, wherever you are in your life, be grateful. I guarantee having traveled the world now and my guest is going to definitely let you know this, that wherever you are in life, you are better than most of the rest of the world right now because you're listening to this, you've got a device, you're awake, you're aware and there's always time in life if you move forward and set intentions to increase your wealth and health as well as others. That's what we do here on Forbes Factor. We call it health, wealth, and happiness. Today, my very special guest, and I can't wait to get to him, is someone that I also talk about a gut instinct. I now teach this concept of how to get on podcasts. Being on a podcast is a place to share ideas and notions and learn, meet thought leaders and, and game changers. And I was on Ryan Pineda's podcast. 
I had been a fan of his. In fact, he was kind of a movie star to me because, you know, he popped up on my phone. He's got brilliant marketing. I'm sitting doing his podcast and the beautiful man turns to me and says, hey, want to come speak at my live event in front of a thousand people in Los Angeles? You guys know me. That's my mission. How many, you know, a billion people. You had to get to him 10,000 at a time. And when I was there, and I'm going to embarrass him a little bit. He's not here just yet, but I can, I can stand in the green room there. My daughter and I watch this video. This video comes on, this power, this force, this energy that I've never seen before. And I am sitting there just stunned. And I said, McKenna, that's, that's that energy. That's me. That's, he's doing me. It's what I want. And then this is how this, the universe, again, that little voice. A gentleman walks up to me and says, hey, you want to go to a speaker lunch? I said, of course I want to, because that's what I love about, I love eating and I love being a speaker. We get to the speaker lunch and there's nobody there but one speaker. The guy on the TV or on the screen that I was watching on stage blow up. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm not going to finish the story. He's going to bring it into you. But again, I want to give a big shout out to his PR guy, Jeff, who had the foresight and the gut instinct that says, maybe these two people could mesh and something magical will happen. And with that, is that a good enough intro to bring on the one and only Mr. Chris Crone? Forbes, you are a force of nature, and I love you so much, sister. And you know what? We might be twins. We we literally might be twins. We are definitely cut from the same cloth. I didn't tweeze down here. We might be able to do that. <laughs> I will tell you, so seriously, you ended up at that event as well. Let's just, before I even get into who and what you are, gut instinct, do you, do you cherish it? Do you relish it? A hundred percent, million percent, yes. How do you know? My whole world runs on intuition. It's not so much, um, you know, our thoughts because our thoughts betray us. Our thoughts can only get us more of what we've gotten for us to continue expanding and growing and seizing the opportunity of life. There's this voice inside of us that we have to learn to become awakened to. And then boom, you just, you act on it. I act on it every single day. I'm going to act on it today here on podcast with you. And we're going to light it up. And it, it is real. You hear, you hear it. You, you, it's, it's, I do an exercise in my training. And by the way, guys, the other thing I have to share with you, I great Chris is just insanely generous and gracious. And when you get to understand his story, your mind's going to be blown. I would invite some friends in to listen to this, share this podcast where you can, because you're going to hear nuggets on how to live life to an excellence that I've never experienced before. Chris lives at a level that the very few live at, and he's going to share his secrets about that. But after our meeting, two things happened magically. One, you had taken your team into a bodybuilding competition. That's not what you do with a company. And then you meet Joshua, who's this Olympian. Yeah. And then we talked about breakthrough. And I've never heard anyone literally like take my heart and, and share it like you do. Invited me to your event, life-changing event. We're going to show you guys how you can get tickets through this broadcast to the event. I, and I'm going to be there live. I would love you to join us. You're going to experience something you've never, if you've never been in that room, I'm bragging my son there. My daughter came to the last one, life-changing. And I've also met so many of your students, but that, yes, something about a sister brother thing, man, I got to tell you. So this intuition, hmm. so I do this thing where I actually have people talk to their inner self and then they can hear it talk back to them. Yes. Have you always known you were that connected and something happened for you? No, I, I, I had a moment where I just woke up to life. And everything changed for me. I was a teenager and I felt, um, you know, this, this experience happened around 16 years old, but before then I kind of just felt like I was a robot. I felt like I wasn't really in control of my body or my thoughts. I was just doing, being obedient to what my parents told me to do. I, I would try to get good grades and I struggled and my brain didn't work that way. And I just, I felt like I was, I, I, I was efforting and I wasn't getting the goal. I was letting people down and I just felt unplugged. I just felt 
felt like a zombie. And sometimes I feel like I live in a world of a zombie apocalypse, all of the unawakened souls that are just kind of going through the routines, going through the motions on, on just memorized behaviors and habits of the past. And when I was 16, I had a moment that woke me up. Um, at that point in my life, I had been chubby, made fun of, um, and really didn't want to live. I was, I had, I had been depressed for years and my dad had got me this paper out. And I remember after six months of working this paper out, I had picked up two more routes. It should have taken me 90 minutes a day. It was taking me 30 minutes a day. I just felt the excitement for the challenge of, of doing this paper out as powerfully and as fast as I could. And um, there was this one moment when I was going to set a record and finish my paper out in 26 minutes. And I was on the final stretch of the final neighborhood and I was bailing down this steep hill. And at the bottom, I saw all the gravel on the road. And I'm like, I have to do a harsh left turn. I'm going to peel out and I'm going down and I'm going to get the worst road rash all over my body. And I put my foot out and somehow by some miracle from 45 miles an hour, I managed to skate all the way across the road not fall down. My heart is pumping as fast as I can. And in that moment, I felt so awake. And I said, I am me. I'm alive. Like this is my life. I am going to be in charge of every moment of it. And no one's going to take it from me. And no one's going to tell me how to live. And I'm going to live my fullest life possible. And ever since that moment, I've just been on fire. And I just, I, I love my agency in every moment to make choices, uh, you know, based on my my higher and better self, listen to that intuition, and then make every day the adventure of just seizing and doing something that's never been done before. So conscious, so alive, and so awake. I could listen to you say that all day long. Oh my gosh! Just and, and looking and looking at the energy. Do you guys hear the passion, the purpose, the fire that is who Chris is? That's a long time ago, sixteen, huh? Yeah. I have a story <laughs> that was life changing, and I tell that in my speeches. I, that's an interesting time to look at. Let's go back for a second. People who don't know who you are, remember this is radio. They also yeah. only hear you. A lot of them. Let's go back to the Chris Crone story. So, at some point, you've decided to take your life in your own hands. Play it any way you want, but let everybody know who you are and what you're up to now. Yeah, I mean, the a real quick story is I I I decided that me out of eight other brothers and sisters was going to be the one to save my parents from financial ruin because we didn't come from things. And my mom and dad fought about money. And so I'm like, I'm going to go to college. I'm, I'm going to get these good grades. I'm going to be a doctor, a heart surgeon, and then I'm going to be able to take care of them. And I'm, I'm going to rescue my parents financially. Well, found out I was too dumb to become a doctor. I failed at organic chemistry, not once, but twice. And I finally gave in to, my, my, to, to, to some of my professors. And then my advisor that just said, Chris, 10 years of chemistry, you were going to hate your life. This does not come natural to you. And he was right, but it was heartbreaking. And so I started saying, you know, maybe what I'm looking for can't be found within the walls of a university. And while I was in college, I met three different individuals who had each made over $10 million as entrepreneurs, specifically in real estate investment. And um, I basically followed them around like a lovesick puppy dog. And by the time I graduated college, um, I got a degree so that my mother-in-law wouldn't kill me. But I also graduated with a portfolio of 25 rentals that were paying me six figures so that when I graduated, I didn't need to get a job. And that was the beginning of then entrepreneurship. And that was hundreds of companies ago. So I've gone on to do over $2 billion worth in real estate, 6,500 single family projects. I've flipped thousands of homes. And then I graduated from real estate. I still do so much of it today, but it's automated. Now it's all about entrepreneurship, buying businesses, cutting edge companies, changing the planet, figuring out where you can create the, you know, the biggest splash. And um, I'm just having a fun playing in the private equity space. 
And so on the, you know, that's the financial side of life. And so, you know, I, I, I own 400 companies to date. I'd like to own 10,000 companies um, over the next two decades. I'd like to be a trillionaire. I don't have to be the first trillionaire. Um, uh, we don't have one of those yet on this planet. We have, you know, a couple of people that have just, you know, passed 200 billion in worth. But with today's technology, artificial intelligence and everything available and at the rate that I'm growing, you know, I, I've had a goal for 13 years to be a billionaire. I'm, I'm working on rounding that corner right now. But for me, it's like, wow, I can set up automation and systems and build all this wealth. And what do I want to do with it? I'm going to pile drive it into my foundation. And it's like, how fun would it be to make a trillion and give a trillion, right? That would just be that, that, that just, um, you know, as my wife in the last couple of years have stepped more deeply into our foundation's work, it's like, wow, nothing is as fulfilling as giving money to people truly in need. Well, I'm feeling very embarrassed here just to have a goal of being a billionaire. Dang. No, that's not embarrassing at all. I think trillionaire is crazy. Um, I, I just I just have to have goals. You know, when you approach that goal, it's like, okay, what's the one after? 10 billion? Nah. 100 billion? I don't know. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just, you know, I'm used to being the crazy guy. Let's just call it a trillion because I do believe in the power of manifesting. And I am allowing my mind to be impregnated and overwhelmed and practiced in my meditation every day with this notion of why not? Why not go for it? By the way, if I don't get it, I'm not going to be sad, uh, depressed, embarrassed. Uh, it's just an, it's just a direction like a true North star. I just got a couple of hundred billion dollars. Dang. I didn't admit. My <laughs> I love this, Chris, you know, the energy and the passion that you've got. So here's the thing about manifestation and why I just kind of keyed into Chris. He and I walked the same walk. So when McKenna and I started our company, you know, I had long been involved with digital marketing and I, I didn't do very well. One of the things I want to glean from you is I've got a lot of entrepreneurs listening is your ability to build teams. That's when I yeah. first came to you and said, that's, that is my little sticking point, not being on stage, not having the heart or the technique or the passion or the products, it's building this team. So if you're interested in that, you're going to listen up to this, but you know, you said something interesting just the way you vision it. You meditate every morning. The second thing I want to make sure that Chris does is go through his morning routine because guys, you ain't seen nothing like this. I had the honor and pleasure and the discomfort of being around him at 4 a.m. in the morning in the gym. <laughs> That's right. You have come a couple of times. Yeah. yeah it's, but trust me, here in, here in Hawaii right now, it is 6 a.m. Uh, as we're pre-taping this for everyone who's listening. So <laughs> one of the things that we did, again, has to do with Chris. When my daughter and I started this, I had been I don't say screwed over anymore. That's not a fair. I had been allowing myself not to understand digital space marketing. Mm. I understood television and I just couldn't put two and two together. Mechanic came into my life as an entrepreneur. My daughter was 17 years old in our house doing homework because it was COVID. And said, mom, I'm just going to build your back end because I know how to do this. Mm. And we had the intention. We both met a guy and I, I don't want to give out too many names, but there's a, a million dollar club that you reached called the two comma club. Yeah. And so, I set my sights on that. I saw lots of guys, a couple of girls, but lots of guys who had those plaques, that million dollar funnel, that $10 million funnel. And so we've been eyeing that and keying that as we built our coaching company. Well, a couple of months ago, I'm in Chris's office in his, his stadium is what he owns. And a whole bunch of boxes show up and he's got a bunch of these awards with him. Like nine of them to be not, not a joke, nine of those and two, I would only, no, people don't even understand how big it could be. The point is McKenna and I helped unbox these awards. We each took a picture with this plaque is probably about three feet by two feet and I'm holding them. What better manifestation? They go, that is mine. That is mine. Mm, two days mm. ago, Chris huh. is mine. Boom. Two comma clubs. Walking the stage, <laughs> getting the award. Yeah. Mama and her daughter. I'm just proud of us. And the fact that this works. And so you have that little part of that amazing story. 
Oh, that is really, that's really beautiful. That's uh, I love that. And your daughter, McKenna, she is so incredibly brilliant. She is 100%. How, how proud you must be as a mom to have a daughter that in her own right and own way follows so closely in your footsteps. Well, all right. I'm going to, I'm not quite sure. I got three directions I want to go in. I'm going to go down this one right now. The reason that McKenna is successful is because I'm a damn good coach. Mm. I know that, but here's Mm. the thing. The reason she's successful is because I imparted all this information on her, but she didn't have the traumatic baloney that I went through in my life that I know you went through. I had a really challenging childhood on so many levels. And then wanting to be an actress, I dealt with rejection, self-inflicted rejection every Mm -hmm. day. And walking around feeling less than. She has never had that because mama really understands if you pour, you know, you can't make good food with bad ingredients, right? Yep. You do the same thing. Tell us about that. Um, So let's talk team for just a moment. Um, At some point, I realized there are some things I'm good at. There are some things I'm not good at. Most business owners, for example, you're either a creator or an implementer. And I'm a creator. That means I can start the party and generate revenue. The implementer is the one that scales and grows it. Most entrepreneurs make this number one mistake. If I created it, then I'm also the implementer. And it's like, uh, most creators don't make great implementers. In fact, what your gift is, is in creation. And it took me years in business before I finally figured this out. And there was this moment I was at Tony Robbins's maybe, I don't know, six years ago. And um, Tony Robbins, I paid a hundred thousand dollars to be at this, this financial event. And I'm sitting on like the fifth row back and Tony, the very first hour of this week long experience with only like 300 people in the room, this isn't UPW with 15,000 people. So there's a very, very small intimate room. And Tony basically says, Hey, we're going to do this exercise. I did the exercise. He's like, who wants to share? I raised my hand. And then all of a sudden he not only picks me, he walks straight up to me and I'm like, oh shit, I just walked into Tony's intervention. I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And Tony like literally has me stand up and then he starts pushing my buttons until I come unglued. And I just start telling everyone how pissed I am at my team and no one works as hard as me and no one's showing up the way they're supposed to. And they're not committed the way I am. And by the time I was done raving, like everyone started clapping for me. It was this room of entrepreneurs. And I'm like, what, what did I do wrong? Like, why is everyone clapping? I'm like, Oh, I'm in a room full of like, like-minded peers that all know what it's like to be a creator, like feigning and impostering as, you know, as an implementer. And in that, when that week long event was over, I called up the guy who had been running my marketing department. I said, Hey, Monday morning, I'm resigning to the team. You're going to be the executive director. After that, you'll become the CEO. You're going to run everything. And he was flabbergasted. And true to my word, Monday morning, I came in in front of everyone. I said, hey, I suck as a manager and as an implementer. I'm out. I'm going to be supporting you guys in this way. I'm going to be the creator. Carson's taking over. And my company quadrupled that year under his management as an amazing implementer. And then it's been doubling every year since. And um, we've gone on now to, you know, today he, he's a member of my board and he runs 10 different companies. You know, he has 10 different CEOs that report to him and he's helping me grow some of my most significant companies. And my, my freedom as an entrepreneur came in the understanding that you have to have an implementer knows how to build a team. That's what Carson knows how to do. So really um, we've learned how to build culture. We've learned how to build team and I've learned how to empower people and release and let go. They don't always do it the way I would do it, but they almost always meet the objective or go beyond. And all I had to do was release, let go and surrender. And that was not an easy lesson, but I'm so glad I learned it because it created next level freedom for me and allowed me to create at a higher level. One of the things I'm gleaning, though, is you already had Carson in your world. Yeah. Did you at any point know he could handle? I've met Carson. 
and he comes from the video world. I don't mean to put him down, but you would expect that no, somebody- let's fully let's totally put him down. The dude was hired as a videographer and editor of Chris Crone videos making t- out of college uh, with the two hundred thousand dollars of debt or something like that. Twenty eight thousand dollar a year salary to relocate from California to Utah to be an editor. And he worked. He had a, a shoebox closet. And he did that for a number of years. What I didn't know he was doing is that while all of my videos were about teaching people wealth, what he did secretly is he implemented everything. And I had no idea how teachable and open-minded he was. He was not a video guy. And um, when he made a move earlier to become the director of my marketing department to fill a position, I I laughed at him. I said, you can't do that. And he looked at me and he wasn't laughing. And he says, I promise you, if you give me a shot, I will do this. And he did. And he's one of those people. Most people are made of glass. He's made of rubber, which means he can bounce back. And and he is insatiable in his ability to grow and learn. And yeah, like when he became executive director, crushed it, crushed me, made me look awful, which was such a beautiful thing for me. And then, you know, went on to be everything he is today to me. And so, yeah, I mean, part of building a team is about hiring up instead of hiring down and empowering people and giving the right people the shot. And so right now, selecting the right kind of team members and empowering people is, I think, the most important part of the game of entrepreneurship. I think it's an entire massive training that we all need to go through. I've been obsessed with this question. I just did a TV show the other day as a judge on, on a pitch type show. And I'm looking around me and everybody says what, you, what you're saying. While these successful people, the ability to source teams. Yes. And I got some great stories from Jeff Hoffman, who created Priceline and Booking.com about he, how he does it. Uh, a couple of other people, massive real estate guys. And you are so right. And so I'm continuing. I can't wait. As soon as I get the lesson, as soon as I really implement it, I can't wait to share it as well. I'm mm. not quite there yet. I'm still dealing with a... I still, yes, that's actually why McKenna and I are great. One is a visionary. I am that. She's an implementer. But building the team, man, it's my it's my 2023 second half objective. How to build the most amazing team. And you said a word that I just want to dig down on to empower them, to empower others. So if you're a solopreneur listening to this, number one, not a good idea. You can only grow so fast alone. That'll never happen, right? If you're a solopreneur right now, what's the first thing that you would do? So empower, I want to define what I actually mean by that word. Um, When you control people, I hire you, I give you a salary and I tell you what you to do and you take orders and all you do is like complete all the tasks that I give you. This person isn't a free thinker. This person isn't able to add value to the vision. They're not able to make something better than what you're giving them because you basically said, you're a zombie, do these things. That's all I want you to do. Don't take initiative. When you empower someone, you're basically saying, I'm going to tell you what I want. I am not going to tell you how to get there. I can give you ideas. I can give you thoughts. But honestly, this is your creation. You go figure it out. And honestly, I don't care how you do it as long as you get the objective. So we are results oriented as a company that says, hey, whether you work 80 hours a week or eight hours a week, guess what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm paying you your salary and I'm paying your bonus based on your ability to to produce an objective. And um, what that level of empowerment does is it causes people to pour their life force, their energy, and their creativity into saying, I'm now a part of this. I'm a part of this living organism. This is now a career for me. This can take me places. That's what empowerment means. Does Chris Crowell ever have a bad day? Yes. Um, I'm technically not allowed to have them. I used to have them all of the time. No, I, I, I joke a little bit. Um, so I am, um, religious when it comes to language. Um, 
I believe that our entire reality um, is crafted by the things that we allow ourselves to think. And when you're having 70,000 thoughts a day, it means that you're thinking approximately around a half a million words a day and all of the words add up. So when you say the word hate, bad, can't, hard, challenge, difficult, all of those words are building blocks that if you allow yourself to use them, all of them are going to bring down the energy of your results and ability and personal belief and confidence in yourself. But if you replace all of those words you know, with their positive opposites, guess what? You're actually going to create a different trend line and you're going to create a different outcome because the, the bottom line, and, and it's a very simple truth, it goes all the way back to Lao Tzu, thoughts become things. They form the words that become sentences. The sentences become our behaviors and our behaviors form our destiny. And so your outlook, everything that you produce in life, like I, if I meet you and sit down for five minutes and talk with you, I'll tell you where you're going to be in 20 years. And, and I'm not a psychic. It's not a magic trick. All I'm going to do is listen to the energy of your diction and your word choice. I'm just going to study the building blocks of life that you form with every single word. And I'll tell you whether you believe in yourself or not. I'll tell you whether you have confidence or not, and I'll tell you whether you're going to take action or not. If you are a fan of mine, do you hear me in the male version? Every single <laughs> word you just You're uttered. a way more beautiful version, sis. <laughs> you know what? And you're more muscular, so I'll give it back to you. But here's the thing. Talk about yin and yang, because there's some people who hear the energy from someone who looks like you, who's powerful and strong. There's someone who hears the energy from me who's a little bit more vulnerable and feminine, yet we both seem to have the other side as well. Yeah. I got some pretty big cojones. When I know I, you do. <laughs> but man, I'm, I'm listening to you. I've never heard anyone speak this way. I literally, when Chris and I met at that lunch, I'm leaning over. I don't really care about the food or anything else in the room. The spotlight is on him going, I don't, I talk this way. Where did you come from? My brother from another mother. Yeah. All right. So as I'm, I'm going to impart, we only have a limited amount of time to do this. Chris has a dedicated, insane, sorry, I'm going to say insane morning routine. What is it? So I wake up at 4 a.m., and the very first thing I do is I put my headphones on and I want to stimulate my mind. I don't want to wake up my soul, my spirit, my body. I am just going to take 20 minutes to get myself to the gym around the corner. It's a private facility. What's in the, what's in the ears? What's in the ears? Uh, so I am listening to a book that feels inspired. And so, and, and so for 20 minutes, usually on double tap, I'm listening to something that I need to be learning. It's usually something that is producing mastery. Like right now I'm, I'm reading um, a, a book on longevity which is how do I live to be 144 years old? Before that, I was reading Jesus and the Essenes because I was really fascinated about the Essenic life. And before that, I was doing Joe Dispenza, who was talking about how, um, you know, basically the metaverse or the multiverse and how you actually access multidimensional energy and where creativity comes from. And so I, I, I consume books that um, are of personal interest to me that are relevant in my life today. And for 20 minutes, I'm gonna listen to about 40 minutes a book. By the time I get to the gym and I've taken my pre-workout, my wife and I, who do this whole routine together, we're side by side on you know cardio equipment for 30 minutes meditating. And it's an active meditation. We put on a different soundtrack of all that floofy, magical, mystical music you can think of. And we have a very specific process. And we start by channeling the energy of gratitude. So we will start shouting 
jotting out all the things that we're grateful for. It'll raise that vibrational energy. Then we move into joy. It raises to an, an amazing level of joy. And then from there, we step into love. There's a specific song we play. It drops us in deep and we start connecting with ourself, our higher self and God and receiving beautiful inspired message. From there, we move into um, peace where we allow ourselves to just become in a space where we don't have to do anything to be our most amazing, brilliant human beings. And then we enter into our creation palace. Our creation room is where we go to then start manifest. What do we want for our body, our family, and our finances? And this whole routine takes about 30 minutes. And by the time we're done, we usually got tears stained on our cheeks and we're sharing with each other all these amazing lessons that we learned. And we've already practiced living as if everything we're desiring has already come about. Then I move into an hour at the gym where um, I've got my instructor, a routine and a buddy, and we are going to pound those weights hard. I'm gaining 30 pounds this year. So I got to eat freaking like a monster. I'm eating 4,400 calories a day, 550 carbs a day, 300 grams of protein. And I have to work out like a champ to be able to do that. After that, I have an hour just for my wife and I. This is time for us to connect soulfully. It, it could be intimate, it could be sexual, or it could just be more meditation, or it could just be talking about the kind of conversations that really light us up. All of that four hours is in preparation for the final hour my, when my children join us at breakfast and we come together as a family and we do life lessons. Uh, we might read from Holy Scripture or we might read from other great books, or we're just going to have a conversation about the life lessons that really matter. And by 9 a.m., from what happened at 4 a.m. to 9 a.m., my mind is awake, my spirit is awake, my emotional heart is awake, my core relationships with me, myself, me and God and me and my wife and me and my kids are awake. And I've invested in my family. And now it means that it's 9 a.m. Everything that needed to happen that day by 10 p.m. is done. Everything else is, a, else is a bonus. It's like nothing else mattered more than everything. So everything that needed to happen, that was important to happen, that needed to be prioritized, that forms my ultimate destiny, done by 9 a.m. every morning. Do you guys get it? Do you hear what just happened? Chris, do you ever sleep in? Um, so actually my routine Monday through Friday is to do this routine Saturday. I do a truncated version that usually happens between like five and eight. And then on Sunday, I try to, you know, most during the week, I'll often only sleep three, four or five hours on Sunday. I try to sleep eight to 12 hours. I will sleep as much as I possibly can. I take a break from the routine and it is just a pure day of rest and family. And my body just fully rejuvenates and come Monday, I'm ready to hit that same routine again. So freaking empowered, so specific and intentional. That has managed you to create an empire. Yeah. And now just such of the empire, you have a family of four. How long have you been married to your beautiful wife? 21 and a half years. You guys met in school. Guys, I want you to hear yeah. this. Yeah, There's yeah. a thing called walk the walk, walk the talk. And Chris embodies that. And I think this is one of the most impressive people that I've ever met because of that. My, my wife and I, she's, she started out as my best friend. She's definitely my best friend today. And, you know, I think like any relationship, we definitely went through some of our hardest times and hardest patches. And then we got to the other side. And right now, I, you know, it's, it's strange to even be able to say this, Forbes, but Clint and I, we have zero arguments. All we do is advocate for each other. Um, there's never a mean word. Like we've, we have worked our ass off to get to the point where there's such a beautiful, pure love. And we practice something called spousal advocacy. And that means that whatever my wife wants, she gets unconditionally, no strings attached. And my wife reciprocates whatever I want, I get. And so we're in this beautiful place where we've, we've earned this place now where it's just, it's bliss and it's heavenly. We don't spend time working on our relationship. We just spend time enjoying being in our relationship. 
And um, it's the most gratifying, probably the most important thing I've ever done in my entire life because it just, I would trade anything for it. So when you talk about that little gut instinct, that's what led me to this man because mm -hmm. he is the only one I've ever heard speaking exactly the words that you heard. I am living that life. I don't know if it's quite as intentional in the morning. I probably could up my game now that you've laid it out so specifically. But Joshua is over there in our in, in bed at the moment, listening to all of this, just smiling. What's up, Josh? Josh is an amazing uh, beast at the gym. And man, man, he schooled me hardcore. It's been beautiful. Let me tell you, he'll pop on just to give you, he's over there watching because he has got his morning routine. Uh, but we are in Hawaii for nine days to love on each other. Hmm. There's no real agenda on this trip. It is that it's our sixth anniversary uh, next this Wednesday awesome. and just to enjoy it. And I don't know many, and I think people have said Forbes, you're glowing. And I said, yeah, because mm -hmm. I worked, I, I also pushed it real hard, crushed it. And now just a little while, McKenna's hanging out in Portugal, Riker's going back to college, knock mm -hmm. on wood, living the life that we intended to live. Very, very proud of what we're doing uh, and so ready to up it. And you are part of that upping it. Uh, so speak to, um, what I want to go to next, speak to your foundation and what you did with your jets just recently. Guys, you have got to hear something. I promise you, you've never heard, never. I, Chris is going to tell you something no one's ever done before. Go for it, man. Well, you know, I mean, in the beginning, I, I was obsessed with not live like leading a normal life. Um, I, when I figured out that I wasn't going to be a doctor and, you know, basically retired by 26 and what happened in that really weird five-year gap was me basically saying I was having an argument with reality. And it was, um, my wife had read me my right. She said, Chris, you're the man in our relationship. We have a traditional relationship and a conservative, you know, background. I want you to make the money. And I said, what are you going to do? She says, I'll make the babies. I said, well, we're not doing that for years. Like, how about I get a job? You get a job. She's like, no, we're not doing it that way. I want you to do that. And, and I'm not going to lie. I felt jaded at that young age, just saying this sucks. Like that, what a burden to put on me. Like, what if I can't find a job that I like? I had a telemarketing job. I, it sucked. And I just thought to myself, this is going to be like, I have to give 40, 50, 60 hours a week, every week for the next 40 years and just hate my life. And I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. And so I just said, okay, fine. She's right. It's on me. I accept it. We'll do it that way. But if it's on me, then I'm going to break the system. I'm going to do it different. I'm going to achieve 40 years of wealth in five years and be done. So I never have to work again. And um, I met these three mentors that had each made over 10 million in real estate. I followed them along, built a portfolio. I had 25 homes by the time I graduated college. It brought in a tidy $12,000 a month, which was way more than my wife and I needed. And all of a sudden I graduate college, I quit my job and I don't have to have a job. And I did it. And I was like, oh my gosh, my life is mine. And I, I didn't know what to do. So I quote unquote retired for six months because I had no idea what, I didn't even know what retirement was. My goal wasn't to be retired. I just wanted to be independent and free. And so I, I try on retirement, if you will, for six months. And after six months, I'm like, okay, why do I feel so empty inside? I listen up, dummy. You're supposed to do something beautiful with your life. You're supposed to create, you're supposed to add value. And um, because I was breathing oxygen as a free man that could do anything he wanted, I had the space to really explore how I wanted to create value in the world. And that's really what erupted into what everything is. And I had to have a motivation beyond money. And my wife always told herself, it's like, well, yeah, we want to privately educate our kids and we want to take them around the world. And we have these dreams. And my wife said, take me to a hundred countries. Let's see the world. And I said, fine, fine, fine. Let's do all that. But that's not enough. And so right in the very beginning of our relationship, we decided that we wanted to, we wanted to give back and, we didn't know what that meant. It took time for it to develop. But I'll tell you that two years ago when the war in Ukraine broke out, um, the director of my foundation came to me and said, Chris, um, there are 
these mothers in Eastern Ukraine, and they've had these premature babies that need surgeries and they don't have the supplies. They need to be brought out and there's no way to medevac them. So these babies are dying left and right. Let's raise a million dollars with our foundation. Let's go to Ukraine in five weeks. Let's save the babies. And for some reason in that moment, my grandmother came to me and pricked my heart. And she said, Chris, you know, in world war II that I was a refugee and you know, that strangers saved me. And that's why you're on this planet. Go be the stranger that helps those refugees. And I said, okay, I'm in. And when I first said, I'm doing this, even my wife, everyone, my, my in-laws, my friends were like, are you crazy? Like you have such a great life. Why would you risk everything? They didn't get it. There was a heart connect. And there was that intuition that you're talking about Forbes five weeks later, um, we loaded up uh, a jet with a million dollars of medical supplies. And we were off to go save these babies. And one in particular, whose story I knew baby Sophie, she was born, um, you know, she was two months premature and she was, um, she was failing to thrive. And if we didn't get her a specific serialized uh, ventilator to bring her out to Poland to get a surgery, she was going to die. And I'll never forget the moment when we handed off all of these medical supplies. And one in particular, I gave him, I said, this is Sophie's, you get this to her right away. Um, when we were, when we were leaving the country, I found out that Sophie had made it to her surgery, but she hadn't survived it. And, um, my heart hurt so bad and my heart grew so big. And I said, fine, then this is my thing. Then in Sophie's name, let's help as many people as we can. And this spring, I'll be going to Ukraine for the fourth time. And, um, you know, our foundation just believes so much in changing lives and saving lives. And, and honestly, there's so many people around the world right now, Forbes, that they're hurting and no one is coming to rescue them and they're alone. And um, that's not right. So what greater, at least for me, like what, what, what greater reason for building wealth than to serve those who cannot serve themselves? So Sophie might've been my grandmother or me. I was a premature baby and both my parents are from Ukraine. Wow. And so it's a very powerful story to hear that. That's, you know, think about, I just, my mind just goes, wow, just thank you. And thank you. And for her, for her little soul, um, the fact that you put that effort forth and but again, that's where my grandparents came from. Like your grandmother, I wouldn't be here if they didn't survive what they did to come to this country and get a start a different life. Um, man, I, I just know your heart is so big and I feel it and it's beautiful. It's funny as I'm sitting here in Kauai, very safe from where Maui is. Yeah. I don't know that there's a lot that an individual, they don't want people there right now, but there are so many lonely people or people who have just lost everything or their families. And you just have to take this moment of gratitude going, this happens everywhere. Yeah. My, my wife just spent yesterday just basically rounding up supplies to, to get it to Maui uh, because it's so tragic. I mean, we've walked the streets of Lahaina so many times in the great Banyan tree and that looks like it might, you know, survive and make it and pull through. That's um, but, like this crazy blessing in all of this. I and mean, we're all just hoping that that, I mean, a, a tree is very flammable. Cars were exploding everywhere. Yeah. And this did manage to survive because there's something about longevity and wisdom and and things that happen in, in life. I love what you're doing. You're also just tell people too, what you're up to in Mexico. You know, um, right now, the big game that I'm playing is, uh, is the game of influence Forbes. I'm doing a lot of that with you. And um, really my life is the way it is because I've had 32 different mentors that have imparted lifetime of knowledge on me. And um, I love learning. I'm just, a, I'm just a student for life. Growth means so much to me. And if I'm not growing, I'm dying. I remember when Tony Robbins taught that to me and I just decided, you know, I've got to always be growing and working on something. And so 
Um, I've had so many mentors and now I'm at a place in my life where I get to pass that mentorship onto others. And I do that, um, at my live events, it certainly happens far more powerfully there than any of my social media or books and I have a brand new book coming out, but my live events is where I get a chance to, you know, I would say most people come because they're looking for my wealth blueprints. They're like, dude, Chris, how do I become a billionaire? How do I go from nothing to where you're at today? How do I become successful? It might be teach me real estate or teach me business or teach me how to build an empire. And I love that. That's a big part of what the event is. But the other half of the event is great. If you really want those things, you have to learn how to manifest and we have to clean out the junk in your head because you have all these limiting beliefs. And so the event is filled with exercises that some of them are are terrifying and scary that wake people up and they create an opportunity for them to be on that bike thinking that they're going to wipe out and get road rash. Or when I nearly drowned trying to save my sister's life in the ocean, it's simulating opportunities for people to really come face to face in the mirror with who they are and who they want to choose to be. And then to overcome the things that have held them back in the past that's that lights me up so much. So that, that's a big part for sure of what I'm doing. I think my my next event we're going to be speaking at is in November. Um, it's called Unleash Your Financial Destiny. And most people are like, it's a money event. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's so definitely a lot that. bigger than that. But it's it's really the game of wealth. And wealth is so much more than money. It is your health and it is your soul and it is your relationships. And then, yes, money is that universal resource that I definitely want you to be good at making because more money equals more options and it means more give back and it means more meaning and more travel and more memory making. So all of that happens at the event. So grab your pen and write this down. It'll be in all the notes. I'm going to send it out, but it's www.freewealthgift.com slash Forbes. Guess who's going to be there? So freewealthgift.com slash Forbes. This is a room that you totally want to be in. It was mesmerizing. Guys, there's two stories I want to share with you real quick. I had The reason I'm here is a Saturday night at an event like this, a an earth-shattering, heart-touching, breakthrough kind of an event. What I went through doesn't exist anymore until I walked in and I saw Chris do it. Saturday night of that one event 32 years ago set the path for my entire life. I recount that all the time and I say it's one of the five greatest nights of my life. We did an exercise in Chris's space with my daughter that I will never forget. Guys, there's a way that you can change your heart and I believe just like Chris does, it's experiential. Books are nice, trainings are nice, videos are okay, great. But you know what? When you go through it, visually, physically, emotionally, you come out a different person, an elevated spirit, you're connected to so much more. I have a road rash story. You just reminded me something. And this is one of the reasons I'm on this path as well. I'm hosting the very first X Games. We're in Providence, Rhode Island. I'm skating on my my rollerblades very early one morning. And I'm also going down a hill way too fast, gravel at the bottom. And I thought, I'm going to wipe out. The problem with that statement at that moment is what separates. This is why Chris is a couple of steps ahead of me. And I love this because I want this mentorship. Is I grew up with a little bit of a loser mentality. My parents were hoarders, they played small. They had their own issues that they imparted onto me that I've spent most of my adult life shattering, releasing and letting go. And at the moment that I knew I was gonna hit, I didn't have an option. I didn't think to myself, oh my God, I'm gonna whisper in my own ear now, 20 years ago. I didn't say, you can stop. You have the power to do this. You're good enough. You're going to make it. I think what I said to myself was, oh damn, you're going down. And I tore off all my my clothes and shredded everything because I didn't have the courage to change the vocabulary in my own ears. 
Guys, think about this. And again, we talk about when you're in a disaster or a crazy thing, what you say to yourself is, oh my God, I'm going to die. You very well might. Oh my God, I'm going to run. I'm, I get to survive this no matter what. Different story. And just like the fire drill, I'm going to tell you, Chris, and I know you know this is true. You've got to practice this every day, don't you? You've yeah, got to realign your mechanism to stay on that target. There are 70,000 thoughts a day, a half a million words that you're going to use today, and all of the unproductive or bad words or negative words add up. And they do worse than just cancel out. If 10% of your language is negative, I would not bet on you. And so it takes a real, it takes a real effort to get serious enough about your life to develop the discipline. For me, it's almost like a superpower or like a magic words are the creation of all things in life. If you really think about it, it's like anyone who's successful, you ask, okay, let's figure out the antecedent. Let's back up to where all of this started. And it always starts in the same place, a decision in the mind. Well, if you can really learn to control your mind and your thoughts, you can literally create anything. There was a time, you don't know this. Uh, I don't think you know this Forbes, but there was a time five years ago when I was pissed that I was del delving in owning businesses that were like construction companies and real estate and land. And there was like no tech, there was no software. And I was like, man, I'm tired of like sitting at these conferences with so-and-so it is. Oh, I sold my company for $150 million because it had tech. And I was like, oh, I'm just not that guy. And so I was bold enough to just tell myself I own a tech company. Three months later, I owned a tech company. That company, by the way, is not only thriving, but I've persisted and the tech company that I started six months ago has at least $100 billion of potential and MVP is hitting the market next week and I've got 100 clients signed up. It's going to have a $100 million net worth in the first six months. Like that only happens because I dared say, I've got to change my mindset about something as simple tech and business. And that yep. company has a, has a 47 X multiplier. And, um, it's right now it's more valuable than all of my portfolio and all of my companies combined. And I know it's not the last one. I actually have several new tech companies that are in the works and it's because I had the courage to change my language. It's crazy. You're the gentleman on your stage who spoke about Epic. Is that the company he owns? Different. No, no, no. But his name, the guy who was on your stage, what is his name? Um, Rob Gill. Rob Gill sat next to me at an event. We mm. were literally on stage and we looked at each other. He, I knew, I, I didn't really, you know, up close to remember him. Yeah. And we're talking and he says, everybody kept saying, I've got to meet you. <laughs> and, but that's, if everyone says you got to meet you and you're sitting next to him on a panel, I think it's just genius the way you go about acquiring companies, about how you live your life. Talk to everyone here about what holds people back and why the word breakthrough means so much to you. So, with eight brothers and sisters, I still to this day have a very dysfunctional family. Um, unfortunately, I had a brother that molested a couple of my sisters and my family never got over it. And I watched how that one event all these years later perpetuates this really dark force negative energy. And that what my sisters experienced, um, that, that was trauma. And yet all of us are experiencing in childhood, not just trauma, but perceived trauma, because some people Forbes, like you have really went through, you went through something very horrendous, 
But there's also people that are just experiencing perceived traumas and and the mind doesn't care whether something is real or perceived, it's trauma. And so what trauma brain does is it gets us stuck in these earlier years of life that we're not conscious to. It's very subconscious. This is this, this is the crazy game. Subconsciously, your entire world is ignited by what you think about when you're not aware what you're thinking about. And the problem with what you're thinking about when you're not aware is that the majority, not the minority, the majority of it is garbage. The majority of it is you can't do that. You're too old for that. You're too young. You're too fat. You can't this, you can't that is that you're not smart enough. And there are, I, I, I went on a journey when I figured this out and I said, I'm going to map the entire brain. I found 10,000 beliefs that essentially made up the human brain. In my studies, I found that two thirds of them are negative. The reason why people don't amount to what they want is because a majority of their thought process are more negative than positive. And so I then developed a technique for finding search and destroying every one of these limiting beliefs and then swapping it for something beautiful. So I can now, this happens on stage. I'll pull someone out of the crowd and I'll just, and I'll, and I'll just ask them, Hey, what's your number one limiting belief? Oh, just, you know, I I had this business failure and I just afraid I'm going to fail. And then I'll take them back into their childhood. I'll take them to their original point of failure. I'll take them to where they experienced it. And within minutes, people are watching this person break down, cry. They're like, Oh my gosh, what's happening right now. And before you know it, this person is having the most victorious shout of their life as they are now for the first time awakening from the long night of darkness and stepping by choice into an empowering belief, saying words that they've never strung together once in their life that all of a sudden frees up and releases all the festering negative energy of the past and consciously creates the future of their dreams. And you watch that shift happen and their lives are never the same again. I teach that modality. It's what my foundation is based on. And we experience so much of it because I want people to know that you're one thought away from changing everything in your world and so let's help you find the most damaging thoughts every day and then show you how quick and easy you can change them until one day you can control your 10,000, you know, core dominant beliefs that make up your paradigm. And then you can shape it to have the world that you want. Like, why else am I a crazy guy? That's like, I'm going to be 144 years old. I'm going to be a trillionaire, most amazing, successful marriage on the planet, dot, 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 dot. And it's like, this dude crazy. How come he says all this stuff? I'm like, because I've revisited every one of my thoughts. I took out the trash. I found everything that hurt was painful and rooted in childhood trauma. And I got rid of it. And it was a process, but guess what? I'm freaking unleashed. I am limitless. I'm amazing. I can do anything that I set my mind to. Could you be president for a little while? We need your help in this country, man. You know, I actually told myself in my mid-30s that I was going to go for that. And then I evaluated um, how much of my soul I'd have to sell for politics. And I decided that I cared about my soul a little bit more than that. So not my calling, <laughs> not my calling. Maybe be an advisor to somebody because I think we need this kind of energy, this positivity. Guys, we all have, we have three minutes to close. I can't believe how this just went because I can mm. this all day long. Um, I'm going to be at your event. By the way, something I manifested, I've been an actress my entire life to get over what I wanted to do. I loved acting. And then at some point I stopped, took a career path change and built a fitness empire. You're allowed to have more than one occupation and love it according to you. You can have a thousand businesses. So I feel like I'm now a beginner with training wheels, but I am on the speedway and I know it. And I think mm-hmm. I just up my kind of car. And so here's the deal. Uh, freewealthgift.com slash Forbes. The day, the week before that, I'm shooting a movie. I literally said to McKenna, I want to do a movie again. And on my birthday, I got gifted the, the lead role. I'm playing the bad girl. Can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> the martial arts western which pulls together everything of my past everybody in the movie i know from don the dragon wilson to billy blanks and then i'm going to come hang out with you it's going to be the most blessed november on the planet oh i love it a minute tell people what you're up to and why they what is your vision for the world for them when i meet you i want to understand your soul and its purpose i want to help you see it more clearly than you ever have 
I want to find the top limiting beliefs that are holding you back, your top fears, your top excuses, and we're going to destroy them. And then I'm going to give you a custom blueprint on how you get in the shortest path possible from where you're at to where you want to go. I am going to show you the financial blueprint on how to get there. And then you're going to learn about health and you're going to learn a lot about relationships. And by the time the event's over, you're going to say, holy cow, I feel like I just did a whole makeover of me. And I've never been so in love with me. I've never been so excited to execute this blueprint and really seize my life. That's what you can expect. And wow. So where are they coming? Tell us a little bit about the event. So I own, uh, I own an event center in Utah. So you're going to fly in likely to Salt Lake City and um, you'll, you'll get a chance to, I've designed an entire space for this experience, which means there's a million dollars of, of, of screens and tech and fog machines. I'm going to tell you this, it's a party. It's not a sit down and be lectured at for four days. That's kind of boring for me. Um, I believe that how you receive the message is more important than what the message is. So all I'm going to tell you is you should expect fun, excitement, a party. You're definitely going to get uncomfortable. You're going to be at times outside of your comfort zone. And that's okay because everything you want is found not inside your comfort zone, but outside. Everything you said, I'm going to double put my stamp of approval on and invite you care of me because I want the world to know that I got you there. www.freewealthgift.com slash Forbes. You're going to find it everywhere. Chris, you made my entire morning. I just adore you, your wife, your family, and all the people around you. You not only walk the walk, but you touch people's hearts in a very profound, unbelievably beautiful way. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Forbes. God bless. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I know you got to go to an interview. I'm going to close the show out. You guys, thanks so very much for watching Forbes Factor today or listening to it wherever you are, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. It doesn't matter. We're everywhere. But when you hear it and you hear Chris's message and my intention on my heart for moving this message forward, share it. Get it out to people and get feedback, guys. The only way we can do this is we elevate the vibration together. They do say rising tide lifts all boats. It's my certain motto. Love you guys. Till next time, be good. Bye-bye. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you again soon. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today.